0: This is a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Akira, we're in your favourite Thai restaurant in Hong Kong.
1: Yes, I finally got you here. We're here at Samson in <laughs> <laughs> Wan Chai. It's just before opening, but the chefs and all the staff are busy like cutting and chopping away and prepping for the night's uh, service.
0: The restaurant basically
1: opens up to the street. Yeah. There's no door that there. you have a to door. walk
0: it's through.
1: It's, uh, it's designed after old noodle house, old shop house in Bangkok, and you're pretty much sitting in the street, but that's, that's the idea. It just feels like you're walking into someone's home. We've come here to see how pad thai is made by the chef and owner,
2: Adam Cliff. So pad thai will have the hard, firm tofu in it, your radish, prawns, shallots, and sometimes you'll find chicken. Pad thai, garlic chives, bean sprouts, fish sauce, tamarind, and palm sugar, an egg, and that's it. There's your pad thai. Yum, thank
3: you. You made it look like
2: easy. (laughs) It's my job.
0: Pad Thai, a perfect balance of sour, salty, sweet, and spicy. And you can adjust the flavors to your liking.
2: It's almost like a bit of a customizable. You add a little bit of sugar to it, peanuts to it. There's a lot going on.
1: It's such an important, iconic dish of Thailand and to the rest of the world.
4: When you think of Pad Thai, you think of Thailand. And if you think of Thailand, you think of Pad Thai and Dong Yam Kung.
0: But did you know that Pad Thai was invented and promoted by the Thai government over 70 years ago? Hang on. How does a government have anything to do with the invention of a noodle dish? It was used to strengthen the Thai identity, and it was just one of several cultural mandates on the nationalist agenda. That's the best I can do in 30 seconds, but if you want more details, you know what to do. This is Eat Drink Asia, where we dive into Asian food that has gone global. I'm Bernice Chan. And I'm Alkira Ryan-Frank. Stay with us. The first thing you need to know about Pad Thai is its full name. It's called Gui Diao Pad Thai. Gui Diao Pad, pad Thai. That's right.
4: Gui Diao Pad Thai. Gui Diao is something we generally related to this word as a uh, noodle. All kinds of noodle dish, we will say Gui Diao. This is Tatima Rangupan. And I am the founder of the Thai Culture Association of Hong Kong. Pad means stir-fry. Thai means thai so kuay pad thai is we use the kuay to make into pad thai style the word kuay is originally from chinese it is called kuo it's from the hokkienese
0: language hokkien hokkien is a southern chinese dialect but why does
1: pad thai have a chinese name or you know like half chinese name
0: well, it dates back
4: to a long, long time ago. I think we can trace back to the 13th century. Uh, during the UTR period, we start uh, foreign trade, and it starts booming during that time. And one of the first countries that we trade with is uh, China.
0: During that time, Thailand, which was called Siam then, was a vassal state to China, meaning it paid regular tributes to China as a sign of submission that encouraged trade between the two countries.
4: I mean, people from China coming to live in Thailand, I mean, especially those that do the trading, they have, let's say, the second wife in Thailand, and then they have kids. And so that's that's the reason why the Chinese, they have um, a lot of influence in Thailand.
1: So what you're saying is that the ancient Chinese traders who started second families in Thailand were part of the reason why Thai culture was heavily influenced
0: by China? You can say that. Anyway, there were four main Chinese groups that came to Thailand and settled down. So there were the Cantonese, Fujianese,
4: Hokkienese, and Hakka, and they were all from the southeastern part of China. So these four groups, people are the main numbers of Chinese in Thailand. And, of course, the Hokkienese is believed to came in the first, so they got to influence Thai language.
1: But what does this have
4: anything to do with Pad Thai? I I thought you said
1: it had a Chinese name. Right, so that takes some history to explain. (laughs)
0: So in World War II, Thailand maintained a position of neutrality until it was invaded by Japan in 1941. Within two weeks, Thailand signed a military alliance with Japan. And here comes our big star of the Pad Thai story. Thai Prime Minister Pibun Songkram. Pibun Songkram? Yes, Pibun. He was the Prime Minister of Thailand at that time. So he signed the alliance? Yep, he signed the alliance. And who's speaking?
5: My name is Penny Van Estrik. I'm a retired nutritional anthropologist, and most of my work has been in Southeast Asia, Thailand, and Laos, PDR in particular.
0: Can you tell us how Thai was invented?
5: Well, I must tell you, I'm just repeating what may be a historical myth, but the story was that in the late 30s and early 40s, the new uh, Thai Prime Minister, Pibun Songkram, simply had this particular version of a Thai noodle that was made by his housekeeper in his kitchen, and he really liked it, that dish somehow became standardized. It became almost a prototype for an example of a noodle dish. And from then on, it sort of had a, a different role. It became uh, an example of, quote, a Thai noodle dish. And he was promoting the idea that one should eat, particularly civil servants, should eat Thai noodles for lunch.
0: And why was he doing that? Why was he promoting Pad Thai as a national
5: dish? He was in a a process of moving very strongly towards a nationalist agenda. many things that he was doing at the same time. Food was only one of the things that he played around with. He changed the name from Siam to Thailand. He developed beauty contests, so there were uh, Miss Thailand contests, Miss Siam, and all this. Miss
3: Thailand! (laughs) My name is Jilakopasu.
5: He played around with things like, if we change the appearance of women, then other countries would admire Thailand because they say, oh, they wear hats just like us. They wear gloves just like us.
1: So Pibun basically ordered the people to make and eat pad thai and expected women to wear hats and gloves?
0: Yes, women had to wear hats and gloves in public. He issued all of these mandates.
4: Wow. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Pi Boon was very concerned with creating a national image for the country. They carried the idea that if you change the appearance of things, other countries will recognize you as uh, civilized and they'll leave you alone and they'll say, what a wonderful modern country.
0: So it was a very strong, uh, nationalistic uh, campaign he was, he was
5: promoting. Yeah, yeah. It was very much so.
0: Besides nationalism, Pad Thai was promoted also so for its nutritional value.
2: Tofu, radish, dried prawns, and shallots. And they'll normally be sauteed off at the start or stir-fried off at the start just to start releasing their flavors. And then in, you'll throw an egg in, rice noodles, Um, some proteins along the way. And then right at the end, you'd finish it with a dressing, um, which would normally be tamarind, fish sauce, palm sugar.
4: And it's during the Second World War, and during that time, everything was so expensive. Tatima here, The Prime Minister is trying to encourage the people to spend within the country and also to consume the things that is produced in Thailand. And they think that pad thai can help the economy and also is very, very rich in nutrition.
5: He was trying to improve the uh, dietary standard to give a protein boost to noodles. So when you look at Pad thai, compared to other noodles, it has um, a lot of sources of protein.
4: And we can have all kind of nutrition, uh, let's say from the meat, from the vegetable, from the noodles. So that's carbohydrate and uh, protein and also the fats and vegetable fiber. So it's something that we can almost find every kind of nutrition in one dish.
1: So how is pad thai different from the Chinese stir-fried noodle dishes, you know, like chow mein?
0: So generally, when we talk about Chinese noodle dishes, they are either dry, stir-fried noodles or soup noodles. But pad thai is a noodle dish that is sort of neither. It is not completely dry or wet.
5: And also... On the other hand, uh, when you go down ingredient to ingredient, there's not a heck of a lot of difference. (laughs) It's more almost like a national strategy to say this is Thai versus Chinese, because at that time in the 40s, there was a real push against communism, and Chinese was marked as a communist country. There was a real sort of anti-Chinese movement, and they used the noodle dish to say, yes, but this is our noodle dish, not a Chinese noodle dish. This kind of person eats this kind of food and another kind of person eats another kind of food. Therefore, we are distinct.
1: This is Eat Drink Asia. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this pad thai wrap.
3: Please let me introduce a real Thai food that's too good to be refused The good news that you can catch it anywhere In a Thai restaurant or at a Thai food fair Have you ever tried a real Thai food? A stir-fried noodle that tastes so good As good as you're in heaven, my friend, you got to eat Chicken pot thai is a real Thai treat P-bono. P-bono.
1: P-bono. 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 P-bum some cramp. Can I hear it pronounced by a proper person? That's this tie. that's not you. You
0: don't believe
1: me? No, I honestly I'm not getting choked over by P-bum this. bum some cramp.
3: Chicken pad Thai is a world-class dish. It's a food for the poor and a food for the rich. No matter where you are, you can eat it all the time. A real Thai hit is a chicken pad Thai. Chicken pad tie is great way for a start. A Thai culinary and the state of the art. From the hearts of the ties like to serve you the best. Chicken patent is as good as it gets. Chicken pad Thai, is all times fair red. It's good for an adult and it's great for the kids. I wish you all be happy. I see you guys around. Remember, chicken pad Thai is the best. I'm just going to fry up our
2: tofu and try and crispen it up a little bit so I get some of that texture. Now we're going to push it off to the side a little bit, crack an egg in. In goes our noodles.
3: Yeah.
2: There's your Yum, you.
0: Yeah.
2: you. made it look like easy. It's <laughs> <That's> my job.
3: <laughs>
1: all right, so I don't support Pibun on all the nationalism and telling women what to wear, but I'm actually pretty grateful that he popularised the dish because it's so good. Glad it stuck around.
0: Yes, Pibun really invested a lot in popularising it. He even gave free food carts to vendors who were willing to make it and sell it. The other thing that he was doing is he
5: was creating a standardized recipe. And gave it out to restaurants. Pat Thai became almost like a set recipe and people stopped fooling around with it. It was just, this is the recipe and this is how you make it. And that's very, very rare in Thailand.
1: Of course, nowadays, chefs can modify the dish to their liking as we asked Adam from Sampson. No,
2: definitely not. There is no standardised recipe for pad thai or any other Thai food. Yeah, it's, it's very much how the cook want, decides to cook it, how they're feeling. In Thailand, it'll be how they're feeling on the day. You can go back to the same person. Yeah. Sometimes day to day, it can be completely different. And that's something that I love about Thai food. There is no rules. Cuisine is more like French food. A Souffle has to be like this. or you know, It's more restricting. Thai food, you have a lot of freedom with how you want to cook the dish. Yeah.
0: Do you think Pad Thai actually
4: strengthens Thailand's identity? I think in the eyes of the foreigner, yes. I think this is something that is really, when you think of Pad Thai, you think of Thailand. And if you think of Thailand, you think of Pad Thai and Tom Yam Kung and also Som Tam as well, the papaya salad. Papaya salad is from the northeastern part of Thailand, and that thing is uh, very indigenous food from the Laos, from the Thai area, like that. But Thai is very much in the central.
5: So instead of b- being, this is the, the style of uh, Thai Lao, and this is the style of northern Thai and southern Thai, he tried to centralize everything and say that the way things are done in central Thailand, that's... Thai national identity. So it was almost stressing trying to create a a national commonality in a country that had incredibly strong regional traditions.
0: So besides the heavy government promotion, why is Pad Thai so popular within Thailand and around the world?
5: Well, in my opinion, I don't think Pad Thai is so incredibly popular within Thailand. Really? Okay, let me put it this
4: way. If we are to list the top 10 of food that foreigner will choose, I think pad thai is one of the top three. But if it is in Thailand, if you ask Thai people what is the top three food that they will eat, um, pad thai will be, I think, ranking at around uh, number six. It's not the top three. It's number six around that. But would you consider pad Thai as a national dish? I can say that. Other than tom yum gung and uh, other, other, other interesting dishes. <laughs> By saying Gui Diao Thai, hmm. it is implying that it is not originally Thai.
0: That's our producer Yang not letting her
4: off the hook. Right, because it's saying Gui Diao in Thai style. Right. You can imply that, because squid. <laughs> okay. When we combine these two words, it's like uh, something that not originated from Thailand, but then is adapted to a Thai style. It's very interesting. Like something that, by its name, it says it is originated from another country, but right. it's so deeply rooted in Thailand's Right, culture. right. What do you think about it? I think, I think it's the perfect integration. And this is something very special about Thai people. Also, they love everything from 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 other country as well, and then they try to blend in into their culture. We celebrate Christmas, we celebrate uh, Ramadan, (laughs) we celebrate the Chinese vegetarian period like that. They won't think that, oh, this is from, uh, originated not from Thailand, we shouldn't celebrate. No, the Thai people, they will go ahead and celebrate and then to adapt new things without any problem.
0: couldn't stop
1: eating it. <laughs> <laughs> eating it it's so good there's the 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 um peanuts left there and i just like want to get a spoon to scoop it all up <laughs>
0: Better than a fresh pad thai made, made for you fresh right in front of me. yeah so do you think pad thai is thai
5: i think you could only answer that as yes because it's eaten in thailand it's eaten by thai people and it's certainly featured in Thai restaurants. But I wouldn't want to get into an argument with a Chinese historian to work out the differences between various fried noodle dishes from various parts of, say, Southern China or different parts of of Southeast Asia.
2: It's um, anything cooked in a wok, bang, is Chinese origin and anything with noodles is Chinese origin.
5: But yeah, to make a straightforward answer would be, uh, sure, it's Thai. Right. Otherwise, we'd be splitting hairs almost. Exactly. And Thai cuisine is incredibly creative, and dishes are invented all the time. So I think the key thing to focus on is the fact that these are a truly creative and innovative cuisine. And Pad Thai isn't the best they've got. It's just what... A lot of people have become to uh, come to associate with uh, Thai food. So
0: Akira, other than eating pad Thai, what did you learn about it? I think something that I found really interesting in this episode is that. Food is really something you can't regulate. Yeah, and although people made a lot of effort to make the dish eaten only by Thai people, it's it's something that everybody eats. And it doesn't matter if you're Chinese or not Chinese, Thai or not Thai. We all love it. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's good
1: food. So it doesn't matter where it's come from. And if anything, it brings people together. So that's like the beauty of dishes like Pad Thai. If you like this episode, there's much more to come. Our next episode is all about one very popular spicy hot sauce called Sriracha. But you're pronouncing it wrong. Really?
4: Sriracha.
5: Kind of three distinct syllables.
4: Even we spell it out S-R-I, but the R is not pronounced. It's something in Thai language that we call is a false cluster.
5: In the US, you'll hear people say Sriracha, uh, but you definitely hear people pronounce it wrong, like Sriracha.
3: Sriracha or, uh, I don't know, sriracha is a common mispronunciation.
1: <laughs> this episode was produced
0: by Yang Yang at the South China Morning Post. And we want to thank Adam Cliff, Tatima Rungapan and Penny Van Estereck. Music by Billy Ogin. If you want to ask us about a dish or a drink, tweet us at Beijing Calling or at
1: Alkira Ryan Frank. E-Drink Asia is a monthly podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and Shimalaya. Basically anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, happy eating.